After Things is brought to you by Patreon.com slash Weird Things. Thank you for supporting this show. Hello and welcome to After Things. I'm Andrew Main, joined by Justin Robert Young. Hello. Mr. Bryce Castillo. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, little little shameless self-plug here. Although mm-hmm. I don't really... Yeah, it is shameless because I don't feel any shame don't. at all. Yeah, you shouldn't. This is a celebratory right. self-plug. This is a celebration. Woo! Celebrate your plug. Come on. <laughs> so my new my new book, Sea Storm, which is the third book in my Sloan McPherson series, The Underwater Investigative Investigation Unit, um, uh, just hit uh, Wall Street Journal bestseller list last week. Boom. It already... Yeah, the sequel before it had already hit that list was already like as funny as talking to the editor uh, publisher. And I'm like, uh, "Hey, did it make the list?" She's like, "It already the the series already made the list. It says this, you know, on the page." I'm like, "I know, but did this book make the list?" Because <laughs> yeah, you know, it it matters. I otherwise I'm gonna have to hate myself. I wouldn't really hate myself. I don't really care. But uh, so that's exciting and it's really cool. It's already at 1,800 reviews. Uh, uh, I will tell you, I can't. I won't get into numbers just yet, but we're talking. A lot of copies of this book out there. Ooh. So that's exciting. Moving units. Moving units. And I wanna I wanna tell the story of why I did this series, if I may. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd love to hear it. So I did back in the day when I decided that I wanted to get into thriller mystery. I liked science fiction. Science fiction I loved. I love science fiction. In our last episode, I kind of ranted that I didn't feel like there were a lot of new ideas in science fiction. There are some, but not at the rate at which they happened before. And I thought, well, thriller mystery is cool because thriller mystery has a much wider audience. And those people really like an author and keep buying books. So part of it was a commercial decision. I'll be honest with it was the idea that if I want to make a career as an author, I should probably write books for people who like to for people buy who, books. Yeah, who who buy and read a lot of books. And this yeah. this audience shreds. Like there is not a pace at which you can write that will sate the 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 thriller yeah. mystery reader. So I I did the Jessica Blackwood series, and that was because I didn't write a female character because I was trying to exploit any sort of market sort of thing. I just I knew I wanted to write kind of a magic detective character, and there were already a lot of male magic detective characters. And I thought that writing that character as a woman would be more interesting because dealing with as as a is a dude who doesn't really understand what it's like to have to deal with you know paternalistic structures, misogyny, and all this sort of stuff. I, I'm never going to be able to do that experience justice, but I still wanted to write a story where somebody had to deal with a different set of problems than I had to deal with. And so that was, cause I thought that would make it interesting because a magic detective is sort of an overpowered kind of person. Yeah. And so well, I, I, what I, if what? Yeah. And, and I do think for you with, with, with Jessica Blackwood, you did understand the experiences of women inside the magic community. And, and you wonder like, I, like to, to put that context, like into, into a larger oh, thing. Aware. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah if, if it's narrowed yeah. and it's niched, at least there's, there's an element that, yeah, that mean, you can I, see. I, oh, yeah, only as far as it, it's pointed out to me. I, I want to be, because I want to be super cautious here, because like, I, sure. I don't know. I don't know. And I, I just got to say, I don't know what the experiences, I don't know the lived experiences of other people. 
And so I, 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 I never, ever, ever, ever want anybody listening to me or whatever thinking that I'm like, well, I know what it's, I do not. And yeah. so, you know, and, but, but as I, as a storyteller say, Hey, you know, it would be neat to acknowledge, to acknowledge those experiences, to acknowledge what people have told me, whatever. And to try to say, Hey, you know, this, this is probably more challenging than what I dealt with way more, you know, difficult. So that was one reason I wanted to write like the Jessica Blackwood character, um, just to sort of say, Hey, what if this, and I want to be able to write people and different people, but I never want anybody to think that I'm, you know, trying to tell, oh, let me tell you how you feel people. That's <laughs> never. And that would, I would give up writing if that was ever my attitude. So I did that and Jessica Blackwood was very successful, but then I wanted to try to write, you know, long story short, I talked to a publisher and like, we'd like you to write like a male. Would you want to, would you want to try doing kind of a male character? I'm like, yeah, I'd like to do a male character. And the, 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 the TLDR of that was I created my Theo Cray character and I wrote the naturalist and the publisher's like, nah, not really into it. We don't think it's a really good fit. <laughs> and then and I'm like, all right, cool. And then my agent, uh, uh, Erica Silverman, who is amazing, amazing. Erica has stood by me for years. Erica believed in that book and believed in me. And then she took it and she found a home with Amazon Publishing. And that has been a wonderful fit for me because uh, I knew there was going to be the choice. The trade-off for me was going to be I was not going to see my books in bookstores. I wasn't going to see them on the shelves of bookstores after that period. When I went from a traditional publisher to Amazon Publishing, which focuses more on ebooks, they do do print and they can be found in some bookstores. But I knew for me, primarily, it was going to be digital. That was for other authors like that wasn't the leap they wanted. I for me, I'm like, I started in digital. I started yeah. with ebooks mm-hmm. and I was fine with that because I thought that it would be a medium that would it would environment that worked well for me. And so that was the first launch was with Amazon Publishing, was with The Naturalist, which, you know, the book that was by people I really liked before at the other publishing house, and they had very good reasons, I'm sure. But watching that book spend seven weeks as the number one book on all of Amazon, outselling Harry Potter and everything else, felt really good. Yeah. It felt really yeah, good. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. yeah. So that, but that's, and nobody know. And I, I didn't believe in that book at that point because of what I went through, but my agent did. She believed in it. She championed it. She did that. And sometimes like I go through this with my wife all the time where like I go, she finishes the script. How do you feel? Goes, I feel numb. I'm like, yeah, that's the feeling. You feel numb. You don't know. You've, you've gone over it so many times. I had to build a checklist. I had to build a checklist to say, did I accomplish the things I wanted to do? Because that's my only guide that I did what I needed to do. Because you get so done with the story and you're so over it at that point, you're like, ah, okay, how do I feel? I feel like, you know, the end of a big hockey game where everybody just is in the locker room. Like, you know, the, the expression is they left it all on the ice. Yeah. You know, and like that's the end of a book. You feel like that way. So The Naturalist was a really big success. And then I started doing books and I, and I told, told my publisher, like, I would like to be able to write multiple books per year. I'd like to be able to do that. And, their publishers are hesitant towards doing that because getting an author to deliver a book on time is hard. And, <laughs> and, and, and authors are sometimes way, not just weeks, but months and sometimes years overdue on books. So there was a hesitancy there, but they saw that I just, I delivered reliably and the books were selling like crazy and they were getting great reviews. You know, under them, I've had like an Edgar Award finalist, a Thriller Award finalist. So critically, they were there. Granted, I could be a much better writer, and I feel that I'm. I'm. I don't. I think I'm a good writer. I don't think I'm a great writer. I think I'm a good writer. Stop. Um, yeah, no, we're no, celebrating. I, I, What's wrong? With we're you? celebrating. No, but I, I'm not. I'm not like. Oh, man. I know, I'm but like, we I don't. Think... We don't need to. I mean, it's fine. You're. You're, you're <laughs> a great I, writer. 
No, I think I'm good. I yeah. think that I can, I think I'm consistently good, and I think there there maybe if I worked at my craft, I could maybe do some things that were great. And I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be like false humble or whatever. Like I I I spend two weeks writing a book, guys. I, so I, like, I mean, I know, <laughs> I know, okay. I know. But also, so, I do think that there are there are things for which you are very very talented at. Yeah, that you have optimized. And so, yeah, yes, like, like, uh, could you spend more time with it? Would there be a a a, a material difference? Probably. Uh, but we just talked about like output speed is important to you. Yeah, well, it's funny. I, I'll move past that part. Okay. But uh, 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 <laughs> I am aware of like, oh, if I think I, I should, if I I should spend more time in this space, in this space, there would be an improvement there. But I'm lazy and whatever. But anyhow, point is. Uh, those books did really well. Those books have done extremely well, sold ten, you know, a lot of copies. And then I pitched them. I said, "Could I do another series with you?" And they're like, "Okay." And so I pitched. I said, "Okay, I want to." Said, "You know, like I, I got to bring Jessica Blackwood into the Theo Cray universe, which I like. I love that we've got uh, Mastermind has her in it, and then we got a new book coming out later this year, Final Equinox, which is going to be very interesting because it is kind of my most sci-fi sort of premise of a book." premise for a book but then with this i i i was thinking about who's an interesting character and i thought like like police divers are fascinating because they go down to their crime scenes and the things they look at are underwater you know they're different environments and it's entirely different challenges in florida you have to deal with things trying to eat you and and i thought okay what do i want to do here and i'm like you know i i know a couple florida women we talk about florida man florida woman is its own sort of breed of headstrong outdoorsy very athletic good sense of humor sort of there's a personality and i think justin you yep. you you recognize that know that and yep. i said man i want to write i write like there is i want to write a character like that i want to write a character that's that's you know it's comfortable you know going to you know a, a nice restaurant on las olas and then next day going into a hopping into a canal or going diving and whatever and having a knife strapped to her waist and whatever i mean that that kind of those those characters are fascinating to me so i wanted to write a character like that so i thought like i'll do a story about a woman who's a police diver but who's really more of a diver who then has to become a detective so that that's it and also was based on what i know like i grew up in south florida but i took so much of it for granted i took the fact of i knew all these places and stuff i knew diving you know having done being di a diver when I was young, then going through everything I did through the Discovery Channel special, whatever. So it seemed like a great fit. So that's when I came up with the Sloan McPherson character. And I made that choice because it was just like this to me, like it's it's not the most out there. I went from magician from family, what cop from family and magicians and, you know, the world like Theo Cray, like. The secret about Theo Cray is like, I think he's probably one of the smartest people in the world when I write that book. Like, I think he is probably the most, he is like a Richard Feynman, one of the most analytical thinkers there is, thrown in a completely different environment. Yeah. And that's sort of the secret to when I write him, is I try to think about like, yeah, Theo could probably figure out anything with the evidence or the details, but he's got to work with people. And that's the challenge. And he gets better at it and he's less, you know, there. But anyhow, with Sloan, I'm like, I'm going to make her normal. She's above average. She's slightly smarter than most people, but she's not a super genius like Theo. She's not this exceptional magician like like Sloan. Mm -hmm. She comes from a crazy family. She's got a sense of humor about her, but she is very hands-on. She's not going to sit there and like build a mental palace and solve a crime. She's going to be like, 
I'm going to go dive in that pond and I'm going to stick my hands into the muck until I find something. And it yeah. may take me two days to do it, but when I do it, I'm going to have that thing and I'm going to know what to go do next. And so she's determined and whatever. So that was, it was an interesting choice for me is to make somebody who had a very interesting job that people understood and who was a very normal person. Mm. And that book became my bestseller. Like, like overall that series has done phenomenal. Naturalist did crazy, but this, this just exceeded that. And that was like, Amazon was thrilled because that first book girl went to see, you look at it, it's over 16,000 reviews now. Damn. Um, Incredible. And it's been amazing, amazing, you know, to sort of watch these things, see where they go. So I made these choices all along because I wanted to write this and I understood who my audience is. I'd say that's the sort of the, the, the takeaway the TLDR is you have to figure out like I could, you know, I work with people who are in tech and who are entrepreneurs and we talk all the time like, oh, this would be a good business for you. This would be a good business for you. But the advice I give to them is pick the one that you're going to wake up and want to do two years from now. Yeah. Not the get rich, not the fast thing, because you, you read a headline for somebody sold something similar to something, you know, and that's in anything. Pick pick the thing that you're going to want to do. And these characters are kind of like this. Like I have to weigh up to one. I have to want to write Sloan for the next book or the next book or the next book. I've got a new series that's going to launch, and I'm still working out the details of that character because I've got to make somebody I'm going to write for four or five books. Yeah. Um, well, and now you know what that experience is, and you know when you know uh, uh, challenges you've had uh, a few books in, and and reasons why you've uh, found that characters have life. You know, a uh, 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 past. Mm -hmm. You know, a few a few adventures. Uh, I think the the biggest things from my perspective in watching your career from the very beginning writing wise is number one, you have a great sense for conflict. You have a great sense for uh, what enriches, I think a reader's uh, the, 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 the story that a reader goes on in their mind of uh, uh, understanding what things are versus uh, uh, the, the resolution there. And, also, from a business perspective, the fact that you uh, uh, have always gone toward the consumer perspective of just making this stuff uh, uh, available and working with people that I think care about that the most. And, uh, 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 you know, your, your relationship with Amazon, I think, has been hugely beneficial for everybody and, and has exposed your writing to so many, so many people. So it is it is a. Uh, uh, just just been uh, amazing to see you find a partner in this that cares in the way that I think a distribution partner should, which in the world of publishing, boy, is that <laughs> not a rare a rare thing to find and i and I will say there is none of this. there is no writing career, there's no success. there's none of us without you, Justin. That is, that is your, the, the right point you materialized and were instrumental towards this. Without, I was, 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 I was there. I was oh, there. I was there. With, I was you, there. you, it was, and to this day, when I talk to other people who are getting input or feedback, I always use you as an example. I'm saying the great thing about the way you would give feedback was you never tried to put you into your feedback. You took each thing and you recognized what I was trying to do. Yeah. And you talked about the story, the story, the story. You were never like, well, you should do this or you should do that because you knew I'm the one writing the story. And you yeah. were the person, but you were, hey, I'm the audience. And I'm going to tell you as an audience what worked or what doesn't work. So you understood that like 
what I needed was, let me just slide this under the manuscript under the door, and then you're going to slide it back and say, question mark, question mark, question mark, exclamation point. And that's I think, yeah, there, there's to, to me, uh, and I know, I know, Andrew, you got to, you got to bail soon, but um, the, the biggest thing that I would say, and when you said at the end of a script or the end of a book, you feel like you are uh, uh, spent. The, the biggest thing is, did you, I think with the way you put it, uh, did the things I want to get done, get done. And so my feedback early on, uh, and this has stuck with me throughout all the you know, even production on like dog and pony show and stuff like that is just, is it clear? Is you know so the the biggest notes that I had for your for your early stuff was always uh, uh, just like oh I I don't I didn't get this or like can you explain this a little bit more just because I know where you're going by the end of it but it's like can this be clearer can this be uh, 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 something that is that is filled out more just give me an example of of something that that fills it out because now we know where you're going and I do think that that's something where Boy, it is it is so helpful when you are trying to figure something out and you're and you're polishing as opposed to trying to restructure. And I think that that's often yeah. the thing that people fear about feedback is that you're going to hand them a picture of a zebra and they're going to say, it'd be better if this was war and peace. And you're like, I, well, that's not what I was trying to do. Yeah. And I, I'll go into this another time and maybe in a, a video was like, I, I pay a lot of attention to structure because if you get your structure right it's so much easier to edit. If you don't get your structure yeah. right, it's painful because then you're told you've got to throw everything away versus change this room here, change this room here, and you're fine. I did go through a book once where I had an editor I'd never worked with who didn't like the structure. And I'm thinking, they thought it was my first book. They thought they didn't think I'd ever written before, which is sort of funny. <laughs> and they're like, I don't think this works, doesn't work this, and I'd already been a thriller finalist. And not to say, therefore, I know, I don't, I don't. But I was, I was confident enough to know when they said that, I'm like, you know what? I'm sticking to the structure. I'm going to stick to this because I think I think this is outside of your expectation. You're trying to make it like a conventional thing you're dealing with, but I think it holds people's interest throughout whatever. And that book was a finalist for an award and was a sold a gazillion copies. And it was like, but I I had to get to. Had I been a younger writer, I may have been. Oh, I don't know. Maybe they're right. Whatever. Yeah. And not to say like I have uh, Ed Stackler. By the way, he's the editor that's worked on uh, almost all of my books in the last several years. Uh, Ed's fantastic. Ed's great at like, I don't get it. I don't think this works. Explain this more or whatever. He he never tries to write. He'll rewrite. He might, he'll, he'll change like the sentence if I have something phrased awkwardly, which is highly likely, but he's been great. It's been a dream to work with Ed and, and you find that, you know, I'm in a great position team wise where I have a, a wonderful agent. I have a wonderful publisher. I have a wonderful editor that I work with and, um, May everybody be lucky enough to find a team like that. And then, you know, at OpenAI, work with a great team there. And that's been watching, like, our launch for Dolly and mm -hmm. the publicity and everything. Like, open and, up and your podcast and, and podcast. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. yeah your uh, podcast. You have a great team, you know. It's another another thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah sure. Up. Hey, I got to go. Uh, it was okay. great. Yeah. Um, listen, yeah. I got to go do okay. a thing. Okay, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Mann. Andrew Mann. <laughs> Wall Street <laughs> Journal bestseller. That's right. Andrew Maine. Um, but you know, I, that is, that is a good point uh, that kind of came out at the end there is um, giving good feedback, giving good notes. Um, I, I, uh, I'll share this. I've, I read on Twitter um, uh, someone who works in, uh, I'm, I'm going to get some of the details wrong, but uh, someone who I believe worked quality assurance for Bungie, the, uh, yep. the video game company. Mm -hmm. And, 
uh, they talked about that the the system that they use to give feedback for the games, right? Because when they build, when they make a build of a game, it's a long, involved process. It takes a long time to test, you know, these many, many hour long games. Yeah, and so that they they would have uh, a tiered system of feedback, basically. Um, here is a thought that I have. You have no obligation to do anything with this. Yeah. Um, here is an outcome that I would like to be different with the thing that I'm looking at. Yeah. So make the sword more powerful, make the character run faster. Um, or the third one was, here's what I would like to... Here, uh, uh, basically, the, the second one is directing you to do a specific action. And the third is saying... This is a problem. Find a way to solve it. And I'm giving you the latitude to figure out how to get from A to B. Yeah. Um, and uh, that is that is a very rigid system, partly because quality assurance on video games is so big and so structural. Yeah. Um, but you can take a lot of those ideas away when you're giving feedback um, as managing or supervising anything of either I'm telling you something that you have no obligation to do absolutely anything with, and it will never be brought up again if we don't do this. Uh, or I want you to specifically do this thing, or I need this specific solution, regardless of how you get there. And you, it, it's kind of helpful to remember that these are th- there are three poles of the of the way you can say something, but they're all very helpful um, yeah. to know and delineate from ahead of time. You know, I do feel like stuff like that does require a base level knowledge of the subject for which you are offering critiques on. Uh, Like, for example, if you sent me a new album, if you made an album, Mm -hmm. I don't know enough about music theory to tell you anything other than very surface level. Like, I don't know. It was slow. (laughs) <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like I liked it when it was fast. Do more fast, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but if you were doing a podcast, if you were doing a Twitch stream, if you were doing stuff like that, then I would feel very comfortable of like, okay, this is generally my thoughts. These are things that are actual problems. Figure out a way to do it. And then here are, are solutions that I am offering to very specific issues. Uh, in general, the only thing that you can control is whether or not what you've done is on purpose. And this is something that I have found uh, solace in, specifically with this season of World's Greatest Con, which has reached a larger audience. That show has reached a larger audience than, than most things that I have done. And so you are getting feedback from many different people, some of which have never heard of you or have an adversarial relationship because you're being compared to their favorite shows. And so in a weird way, they are defending their favorite shows. But the only thing that I know is at the end of the day, if they're complaining about a thing I did on purpose, Mm. I I'm fine. Like if they're like, Oh yeah. Brian talks about himself a lot. It's like, (laughs) yes, that's that's the point. That is what we have tried to do. To differentiate ourselves because there's a lot of different history podcasts, but there's only one where Brian talks about himself and he's a fascinating person. I think the stories are really good. If that's the, if that's the knock, then that's fine. You came into an ice cream shop, you expected barbecue, you, you're one star yeah. a Baskin Robbins didn't have ribs. We'll see you in the like, summer. <laughs> that's fine. Like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm totally okay with, 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 with all of that. And I think that's, you know, when when Andrew says 
um, this is, uh, 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 did I do everything I wanted to do? That's what you need to focus on. Yeah. Is, and, and that to me is really what craft is. When you talk about craft, when you talk about improving, it is knowing when you're going into something, okay, I've done this enough times. I know where things have fallen apart. I now not only know how to avoid those pitfalls, but I'm setting my targets for what I want to do going forward. And that's, look, it, it's the reason why the, the, the books for which I did the most editing for Andrew mm -hmm. are like nowhere near as well read, right? Because he did a lot. He did a lot of stuff where he was learning what his style was. He was learning how to make a coherent narrative. He was learning how to write a compelling villain, how to write a, 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 a protagonist that can go, like he said, four, five, six Oops. novels. Yeah. Uh, uh, this was stuff that he had to get out into the world before he could figure out what to do. And so the, the lesson, as always, man, is just make Make, 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 create, release. Understand that like all that fear and all that terror that goes into putting something out into the world and wondering what people are going to think about it are literally the treasure map of you building your craft. Like you gotta, you know, if it's uh, uh, to, to worry about putting out something that isn't up to your standards is like worrying about dying in a video game once it doesn't matter. Yeah. It really doesn't. Right. Uh, 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 you, and, and you have to do it like a video game where you beat it on the first thing sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. Uh, creativity is dark souls. It is, it is Elden Ring. You are dying constantly. Uh, uh, already any last thoughts? I think, I think that was very, a good there we go. Yeah, we did a good conversation. Shout out to Andrew again. Oh, an amazing, an amazing accomplishment for him uh, on his now third franchise, you know, starting to uh, starting to do a, a third active franchise, really. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, everybody, for listening to the After Things podcast. For Andrew and Justin, I've been Bryce. It's been After. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>